Hi everybody, this is Richard Hawk, Hawkins Holomua, with Spirits of Japan, located in Osaka, Japan. It is January 27 here in Japan, uh, in the United States and other places. It's a day behind. Uh, it's about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, I figured I would uh, start a new podcast uh, for folks that are interested in Japan and want to keep, uh, keep up to date about what's going on. And, uh, you know, doing a little talk story and maybe history talk at the same time. So what I would like to do is uh, sp uh, just give you a little background uh, for this first episode of exactly what Spirits of Japan is and a little background on me. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page at Richard Hawk Hawkins Holomua, you will see that uh, uh, I'm married to a Japanese lady. Uh, this is uh, multiple times I've done this and taken this venture. <laughs> I uh, came to Japan when I was in 1983 in the United States Air Force. I uh, worked uh, uh, 20 years in executive hotel food and beverage management, opening uh, many restaurants and hotels for different companies. And about 21 years ago, got involved in doing tours. And I've been a professional tour guide ever since. Um <clears throat> Uh, three and a half years ago, I lived in Japan for 21 years, moved to Hawaii for 12, and then uh, coming back and forth to Japan every month just uh, got me wanting to come home. Uh, got some ideas of how to, uh, you know, had the opportunity to come here through means that I did not think would happen. So we came back three and a half years ago, started a tour guiding service in which I was uh, uh, for the Kansai area. Trip advisor knocked me all the way up to number 10. Uh, the only ones above me were not uh, uh, um, single guide uh, services, but uh, big uh, name tours. So um, I think I did pretty good until March. Yeah, well, February is when everything started falling out the bottom. And, uh, well, here we are a year later after, uh, you know, extension and extension. And uh, maybe uh, we'll be able to do tours this, this month or next month or three more months. And, and uh, we're, we're a year into it now. And here we are. Um, looking on my Facebook page, you'll also notice that I do uh, I do a lot of uh, uh, I, I'm a YouTuber. I do a lot of Japanese uh, related. For example, I have a barbecue channel to teach uh, Japanese people how to smoke meat. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Uh, another one is uh, I have um, oh gosh, I don't know what I have. Oh. I do a daily Hawaiian news channel since I lived in Hawaii for so long. A lot of people live uh, on the island, uh, the islands, and uh, they don't really speak English even if they've lived there a long time. So I kind of go over the news with them. And uh, I do that. And I do a history channel. I have that, which I'll connect this one to. And... Uh, I love the whole idea about Japan being, uh, you know, 2,600 and uh, some odd years old, the longest uh, imperial lineage on the face of the earth, and uh, it's just amazing. So um, I've been going through each uh, emperor, kind of learning about each one and, and, and going over each one and doing, I got a separate channel for that. Uh, it's going to take a while. There was 100, 126, 127 emperors so far. So, <laughs> But outside of that, uh, you know, uh, uh, most of my guiding um, is uh, you'll go to my other channel or, or my page on Facebook, Spirits of Japan, uh, which has been kind of dormant for the last year. Um, I do tours everywhere. I do custom tours in the Kansai region. So, uh, yes, you will drink a lot of sake on my tour. You will eat a lot because that's part of the culture. And uh, we will visit, uh, you know, three or four different places during each uh, day's tour. Uh, it's a lot of fun. 
It's a lot of fun. So since we can't do that right now, and um, <clears throat> I, shit, I need to talk. <laughs> I figured, uh, well, my wife figured it'd be a good idea since I do these other blogs to do this blog and keep people informed, do a little talk story, uh, you know, and at the same time, uh, we'll do live recordings from different places. We'll go around and then I'll take those pictures and throw them up on Spirits of Japan. I have another, uh, uh, another, yet another website. Uh, my uh, main website is nihon.tours, nihon.tours. My other website is Japan Zoom Tours. Com. So you call in and uh, we set up a date and, and uh, you sit in front of your TV and eat sushi and drink sake while I uh, walk you around and have a lot of fun uh, giving you a tour. It's uh, usually three and a half hour tours there. But um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So uh, let's let's try to do that and get this going and see if, uh, uh, you know, it'll, it'll gain any interest. If it does, great. If not, well, at least I'm talking to myself and making myself feel better. <laughs> So let's see how this all goes. Now the first uh, recording, uh, you know, the, I, I'm trying this new uh, system here. It's made by Spotify, and yes, it's okay. Uh, the last one I tried to do stopped at five minutes, but uh, it's allowed me to record, so I'm going to keep on going. Um, give you a little bit information about Japan. Uh, if you've um, ever been here, you'll want to come back. Um, there's, uh, even though it's the same size as the state of California, there is so much here. And Japan being a water country, I always say Japanese people fight about three things, and it's all water related. Number one, who has the best ramen? Now, everybody knows about ramen in Japan. Um, <clears throat> been here since 1983, I have had a couple of bowls of ramen in my time. Uh, and then you have different noodles on top of that, which are soba, which are a little thick, uh, thicker, usually made from buckwheat. You have the real big, thick wheat, uh, uh, noodles and then uh, you have very very small noodles called somen usually eaten in the summer uh, but if you're my wife you eat them year-round uh, we also have a friend that makes his own somen noodles has his own restaurant in the countryside Nara and uh, we go out there and and uh, buy his noodles up when we're out there um, <clears throat> so ramen is one thing everybody takes a lot of pride in and then you know there's one ramen place could have 20 different types of ramen you know from very spicy to very garlicky to very uh, milky it's it just all depends uh, to, covered with uh, pork, uh, pork fat, uh, pork butt. Um, uh, what did I say? Pork butt. Yeah, it's not pork butt. It's uh, pork belly. Pork belly. And uh, uh, so you know, it's it's fun to go to each place, and when you're traveling around in Japan, and reserving uh, your stomach for at least one ramen in that area. Uh, the second thing everybody fights about is hot springs. Oh my gosh, we call it onsen here in Japan. O n s e n onsen. And uh, I read a bed and breakfast. Uh, amongst all the other things that I have done, I had a uh, bed and breakfast in uh, Guma in uh, uh, east of Nagano, where the Olympics were held, uh, for a couple of years. And uh, we did that, and it had its own onsen, which was really, really cool. Uh, now, what was cool about that is that, uh, you know, uh, well, what's cool about onsen in general is that every onsen, that you go to is going to be a little bit different. So everybody fights over whether their own sin is better than the other people's. So you go up to Hakone and their own sin is good for your bones or something. And then you go, you go down to Izu and they say, Oh, this is good for your skin or this one's good for that or this one's good for this, you know. And, uh, there are some onsen places that the water is just jet black. I know a place down in downtown Tokyo that has been running onsen for about 150 years. And, uh, you get it down there, it's just, like you walked, you're immersed in charcoal and then you stand up. It doesn't stick to you or anything. It's just water, but it's just really amazing to, to experience. 
So all I'm saying is the, is the second thing. We'll, we'll visit a couple of those. Uh, the third thing uh, is, well, to me, to me is the most important. It's, um, it's well, you know, sake. I absolutely love freaking sake. I am uh, a lover of it. I drink almost a liter a day. It's my medicine. I'd, uh, I'll start drinking here about 4 o'clock this afternoon. Um, I usually, with my customers, we start drinking about 11 in the morning. <laughs> but again, since the water, and most water in, all over Japan is pretty soft water, okay, which is really good for the uh, the hot springs, of course, but uh, the soft water also allows you to, them to make really, really nice sake. And sake, yes, is a fermented. It's not distilled. Um, it's a fermented drink, uh, which I think uh, fermented items such as uh, natto, uh, natto, which are fermented soybeans, uh, miso, which is fermented, uh, sake, these things really contribute to the, to, I know you're going to say I'm weird, but uh, they contribute to the health of Japanese people. I mean, it's a little bit, I, I, I think sake is a little more gentler on your body than, than drinking whiskey, by, you know, just, uh, you know, but uh, I there are some, there's maybe 1,400 sake distilleries. And uh, one sake distillery, still, the, the, the distillery, a brewery, one sake brewery just doesn't make one sake. They'll make five or six. Some of the bigger ones will make 10, 15 different types. Um, uh, Gekeikan, uh, which is the largest, uh, I don't know if they're the largest now. They're, they're, if they're not, they're number two uh, brewery in the Kyoto area. There's like one area down in Kyoto that we go to. It has uh, 25 sake breweries all jam-packed in one area. Yeah, so we do a... We do a hike in the morning uh, up at an area called Fushimi Inari, which is uh, a bunch of vermilion or red-colored tor torii gates. And uh, uh, that's about a two-hour hike. Well, I, I kind of let you do it. <laughs> I'm 55. I don't do that anymore. I take you part way, and I say, okay, from here you can go. I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> and uh, then from there, I take you down to the, the sake breweries. And uh, now I'll do that hike. And uh, we stop off at a place that has really good chicken and, and brews their own sake. And we hit another... A museum, we had a, you know, so um, in each place is just a little different. Uh, some uh, old sake breweries still uh, put their sake and uh, uh, age their sake in cask, cedar cask, um, which you can taste the, the cask, uh, you know. Uh, it's not really tannin because it's not, you know, changing the color of the sake, but you get that flavor. I'm not a big fan of it, but, you know, hey, I'll drink it if it's there. Um, most are done in bottles or tanks uh, these days. Uh, big tanks, you know, these big uh, stainless steel tanks, just like beer's made. Um, but uh, there's sweet sake, there's dry sake, there's super dry sake. And uh, I'm not a big fan of sweet sake, but you go on the other side of the sweet sake, we, uh, you know, call it amazake, which still has, it's not been filtered, so a lot of little chunks of rice and stuff, fermented rice are still in it. Um, a lot of my um, uh, female customers like that. Uh, the male customers usually tend to go dry uh, or, uh, you know, super dry. We like to, you know, uh, I, I got some sakis out there. I got some sakis from Niigata and above. Some, somewhere under the ground there, the water changes considerably because that sake, no matter what they brew, tends to be almost like water. 
It's the most dangerous uh, beverage I think you can put in your mouth because it's so easy to drink. So people tend to drink a little faster. And when I tell folks you should sip sake, they don't listen to me. <laughs> so uh, it's fun. It's fun to go around and try the different sakes. We have one uh, a lot of the, the ladies also like is, is the plum sake. And they throw umeboshi, sour uh, ume uh, uh, um, plums in there. And uh, they ferment that for, are you ready? For about four to five years. And it sweetens it up. And it just, oh, man, my wife likes that. She's a, she's a fan of that. So, Robin, hot springs and sake. What, what, what other three things are you going to put on the top of your vacation list? Huh? You know, eating food, drinking a good, good drink, and, uh, you know, uh, sitting in a hot spring. Hell, here's a place in Japan. You can go sit in a hot spring with the monkeys. They call snow monkeys, macaques. Uh, <laughs> you can sit there and stare at you. They won't bother you. But, uh, you know, it's, it is a really amazing place. I've been from Hokkaido. I lived in Okinawa for four years. I lived in Yokohama for a year and a half. I lived down in Fukuoka for a year and a half. I've lived in Guma, Ken, near Nagano for two years. Um, uh, I was married and uh, had a family up in uh, Chiba, Kashiwa, which is east uh, of Tokyo, uh, for four years. Lived in Tokyo for four years. Been in Osaka three and a half years. Uh, you know, I've been, been everywhere up in between. Been to Akita, been to Hokkaido. Um, just places I would just love to go back to. There's just so many places to, to visit. And... Um, you know, when you when you look at it, there are some places that incorporate food into the culture, and there's some places that don't. I mean, I'm sure we don't go to you don't go to England for the food. You know, you go to England for the history and the, and the nostalgia and the, and the feel of you know, England being England. You know, uh, but you know, Italy, you would definitely go for you know Mexico. Yeah, Tijuana. Go Tijuana and make you a taco food, food tour, you know. Uh, but the history also, the, the culture in Japan is so rich. Like I said, where can you go? Uh, there's only uh, 10 countries probably you can really go and look back, uh, you know, uh, you know 3,000 years of history, you know, maybe, maybe 12, 13 uh, countries. And um, adding food into that and adding drink into that and then the, just the scenery. Damn, it is so... Uh, with the valleys, there's so many mountains. What 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 surprised me about Japan is that you have to sit down for this. Okay, Japan is the most due to its land mass. Okay, you take its land mass, and then you take how much of that has been urbanized, and Japan is almost is like seventy nine point nine percent mountainous. Yes, it's it's almost eighty percent of its land is still natural. I mean, there are uh, what well, are equivalents of state parks and national parks and uh, natural preserves and reserves all over Japan. Now, if you are a hiker, oh my gosh! I I mean, just unbelievable amount of hiking. Yeah, there's an unbelievable amount of bears <laughs> and monkeys. All right. Uh, a few foxes and so a few wolves, but uh, you know it's uh, it is a very mountainous country. Everybody's kind of um, you know huddles around these big city centers. So uh, according to its landmass, Japan is the most populated country for trees uh, per its landmass. Now, don't get me don't get me wrong here that uh, oh no way Bolivia and you know places in South America. Yes, 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 yes. Have more trees and more you know, but but it, per its landmass. Uh, so I mean, you could be in Tokyo, and you can pop on a train and be an hour 
in North, East, or West and be in the country. And I'm talking deep country in the forest. You could be, and same with Osaka. It's a, I, I live in northern Osaka, and I could hop on a train in 30 minutes. I'll be up in Mino, uh, and I could hike to a waterfall in 25 minutes from, from the train station there. Uh, I mean, a big waterfall. We're talking, what is that, about a 25-foot-tall waterfall. And uh, you're out in amongst the monkeys, and uh, it's beautiful. So that that's what I like. Uh, Japan is a is a land of contrast. You can be walking down Tokyo in the middle of all these skyscrapers, and in between these two huge skyscrapers, see a little bitty, tiny, uh, hundred and fifty year old or two hundred year old shrine um, stuck right in the middle of these two buildings. So uh, it's just unbelievable. Uh, so it, it is a it's a land of contrast, not only with its urbanized areas, but also with its uh, with its countryside. It's uh, you could just get there, just like just like that. So um, and I love showing. I love showing. If I could recommend a tour for anybody, um, yeah, I would. You'd first have to learn a couple of words. Everybody knows the word ryokan, R Y O K A N, ryokan. A ryokan is a uh, Japanese Inn. My first Ryokan experience, I didn't get till I was 21. Moved here when I was 18. Didn't get the experience until I was 21. First thing they did is say, take off your shoes. I took off my shoes and then they said, please take off your socks. So I took my socks off. They said, put it in your shoes. So I got up. The lady was turning my shoes around to face the outside area. And then we walked up and they sat us down and we had a little matcha tea. Now, matcha, uh, my wife does uh, matcha uh, uh, service. She's, uh, um, she did it about a year. I did it for about uh, two months. And uh, it, it's just hard on the knees to be able to be one of those kind of servers. But um, to do uh, a Japanese tea ceremony, uh, I had my first experience at that. Matcha is, uh, uh, again, uh, twice as much as coffee per cup of caffeine. So be careful there. And then they take you to your room and they say, uh, take off your clothes and put these on and give us your clothes. Okay, so you do that, they take your clothes away, and then for the rest of the two or three days that you're there, yeah, unless you go out, and I, I don't go anywhere uh, to Odeo, people go to Odeocon, and so they can enjoy the evening and the dinner and the breakfast, and then they go out and go tour. When, for me, living here, when I go inside Odeocon, I'm not coming out, I'm in. And so they take your clothes. Now, now a lot of places don't do this anymore, but the, the, they, they wash your clothes. They hand washed my socks. They polished my shoes. They cleaned my shoes. You know, all this unbeknownst to me while I'm in, in the hot springs. You know, you get, you get in the hot springs and there's a shower. You take the shower. You soapy down real good. You get, you get what does George Carlin say? Huh? There's four places you need to really clean. <laughs> your mouth, your armpit, your crotch, and your butt, right? <laughs> so you get those areas nice and clean, huh? Uh, if you're one of those people that has problems with their feet, wash your feet down real good, too. And then rinse off because no soap is allowed in the, the, the onsen. It's a soaking tub of sorts. And then so you get into that soaking tub up to your neck, and uh, you just you relax. And you suppose, and, and what, what the problem is is a lot of my customers they get out and go that was great let's go no 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 let's go over here and we're gonna have a, a a little refreshment and then we're gonna go back and we're gonna sit in it again or you can go over and get in the cold and then you can come back and get in the hot you spend forty forty five minutes in a hot spring. You just don't go in shower you know get get all your stuff clean jump down uh, and leave. 
You got you got you got to relax. Now when you get out of there, now the next thing waiting for you is your dinner, and of course sake. And so we go have our sake, we have our dinner, and usually these are what we call kaiseki cuisine, kaiseki. Kaiseki was a way to really show off, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, during the um, uh, Edo period that they would like to, you know, look here, we're making, uh, we've gone out and uh, the shiitake mushrooms and we've boiled and prepared them separately from the sweet potatoes that we went up the mountain and got, and the sweet carrots there, the big, nice red carrots, not the yeah, yellow. And then we, we boiled and prepared them away from the mushroom. You know, uh, Americans like me, we just throw them all in one pot, right? No, no, no. They all have different time timing and preparation. And then you have a fish here, and then you have something you can't recognize there. You find out it's part of a, part something from the inner sides of a crab, and then you have some sea urchin. <laughs> but once you eat all that, you know, once you've eaten all that, and then you get your dessert, and da-da-da-da-da, about an hour later, you're hungry. So, you know, usually within Ryokan, you can go, and there's a place you can sit, and then also drink, and maybe sing karaoke, uh, karaoke, we call it here, and have more sake, right? So, um, it's it's ryokans are nice yeah now 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 take that idea that i've just thrown and thrown that image into your head set it aside and now i'm going to teach you a new word it's called minshiku m-i-n-s-h-u-k-u a minshiku is 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 uh it's going to be hard to explain, and I want to make sure this first uh, podcast, all my podcasts be about 30 minutes, and it's 21 minutes, so I'm going to do my best, all right? A minshiku is a real kind that may or may not have onsen, but will definitely have a bath, but is run by an older Japanese man-woman team. So it's like going to grandma's house for the weekend. And so they're usually these over 100-year-old homes, sometimes a couple hundred years old. Um, <clears throat> not as nice as a ryokan's going to look. There's nobody going to wash your clothes for you. But when you go in there, you're going to be greeted like you, you've, you've been part of their family. You're going to eat food that is going to knock your freaking socks off. I mean, and I'm not putting down the ryokan food, but it's going to be way, I mean, for breakfast, they're going to charge you uh, 6,500, yeah, 65 bucks for that. And at night, they're going to uh, they're charge you about 150 bucks. And I'm being very conservative on this for your dinner. Okay, and then you're still going to be hungry. And a minshku, you're going to pay uh, a fifth of that, and you're going to get full. And you're going to—they're going to say, "Eat, eat, eat!" You know, they're going to fill you up. They're going to give you some great sake, and it's all going to be included in the price. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And if you can search out these minshkus, now the problem with searching out minshkus is that these mom and pops go out don't know how to market themselves. So it's always good to have a friend or somebody like a. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, me that can uh, look these up for you and then uh, uh, plan you plan you out that you can go to these places. And even if you don't speak a lot of Japanese, it's okay. They're just, you know, you work out the issues there, take your Google Translate and uh, just have a blast. That's what the experience is all about.
So, uh, yeah, many things like that to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of things and places that we'll go and do. So if you like this, uh, please uh, subscribe to me. I don't really know how all of this is going to work out. I'm going to throw it up on my page. I'm going to throw it out there also to see if folks like it. And uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, uh, recommendations, uh, throw them at me. I'd be more than happy to. Uh, come on, man. I'm, I'm here all day not doing a damn thing except barbecuing. So barbecuing and drinking sake. So I <laughs> have time to answer you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let me know. Again, folks, uh, Richard Hawk Hawkins Holomua with Spirits of Japan, a guiding service here in Osaka, Kansai area of Japan. Uh, I've been here since 1983, and, uh, you know, I can uh, show you an awesome time when all that starts to come back. In the meantime, let's do a little talk story, have fun listening to me, and uh, telling you some fun stuff about Japan. Again, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. So, everybody, sayonara! Sayonara!